Welcome to Your Life and Money, where we believe that financial planning is not just about numbers, it's about your life. I'm Brad Smith, joined always by Tim Barodi, and each episode we'll be sharing stories from real people who have used life-centered planning to achieve their goals and dreams. At Advice First, we believe that the key to financial success is aligning your money with your values and your priorities. And we're here to help you do just that. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on the journey to a life-centered plan. Well, uh, I'm very happy today to be joined uh, by Angelique Gray, a partner at Clark Stark and Deagle here in, in Kitchener-Waterloo. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Um, and Angelique, I've known you, uh, how many years have I known you now? It's uh, probably going on seven, eight, maybe. Yeah, longer. I thought we were maybe over ten already. Yeah, yeah, I think I think when I worked with you, it was probably <laughs> like eight or nine years ago now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really happy that you could come in and uh, introduce yourself a little bit. I know you do a, a work with a number of our clients already, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I wanted to have you in to to introduce you to the broader public, I guess, or broader <laughs> listenership and um, tell us a little bit about you and your practice. Um, and we're going to have a, a second episode as well where um, we'll kind of get ready for tax season as it is that time of year as well. Um, so again, welcome. And, Thank you. Um, yeah, tell me or tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, um, how you got into accounting, kind of um, how you got to be a partner. Um, yeah, a little bit of your story and your journey. All the way back. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm a partner with Clark Stark and Deagle, um, and so we're a, a local town here in fr- in um, Kitchener Waterloo. Um, we just celebrated our fiftieth year. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big accomplishment for us. So um, myself, I started with Clark Stark and Deagle right out of uh, right out of university, and I think the thing that drew me to accounting in university was I liked numbers and I wasn't sure, you know, what I wanted to do. So I thought accounting would be a great spot to start. Uh, and then when I got into working and it was introduced to the people and the, and the colleagues and I just really enjoyed it. And it didn't take long for me to realize that this is something I wanted to do long term. Um, so I've been with the firm, oh, I think it's about 18 years now. Um, yeah. And just still, still enjoying it. Still, uh, still enjoy working with different clients, different problems, different uh, solutions they need. Um, just makes every day as exciting, if you can believe that, from an accounting and tax perspective. Not, not what you <laughs> normally hear when it comes to the right? accounting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it hasn't become routine or boring. So we're having fun and we've got a team that enjoys working together and we enjoy working with our clients. So um, yeah, that, that's kept me busy for, for a while. Excellent. And family life, tell us a little bit about oh, uh, goodness. you and your family. <laughs> so um, I'm married and I have two kids. I have a, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, Sullivan and Harriet. Um, yeah, and they, they keep us busy when we're not. <laughs> when yep, we're not yep. in the I office. mean, mine are four and two, so right? I'm you understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but they're um, they're getting big fast. I know everyone always says, like, you got to slow down and enjoy it, but it, 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 it really is true. It happens so fast. I feel like they were... Born yesterday, and I was taking mat leaves, and and now all of a sudden they're almost both in school. And yeah, yeah I mean, I remember they... you bringing Sullivan in here to the office when he was just like probably a month or two old. I right? Think. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. amazing how quickly the time goes by. It does, but we're, ha- we're having lots of fun, and that's that's the important part. Excellent. Um, so at um, at the firm and kind of 
where, or sorry, um, the types of clients that you work with. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about kind of maybe your, I maybe, or how's the best way to put this? Maybe the type of people you like to work with or um, the, the type of clientele you, you tend to work with. So uh, it's a bit, we do a, a little bit of everything. Um, we're, we are a, a six partner firm. We've got about 20 to 25 support team that works with us all the time. Um, a mix of bookkeepers, student and accounts, um, accountants that focus on tax, accountants that focus on audit and insurance. Um, and our clientele, we're really working with owner managers. Mm -hmm. um, some people who on a personal tax side, their taxes are just a bit more complex than they're comfortable with or taking it to a walk-in center. So they look to us to help them manually with their taxes. And then we do do a bit of work in the assurance uh, side when it comes to non-for-profits, um, local churches, community groups. Um, they have their own set of needs when it comes to financial statements and, and reporting, and we, we're happy to take care of them. So yeah, it's a pretty wide breadth we do a, we, we, we um yeah we cover a lot of different things for for clients that just have different uh, different needs excellent and uh and i even know again from my experience again for i mean our listeners wouldn't know but i did work uh at yeah. clark sarkin deagle for about a year uh, before actually right before joining uh the advice first team and um and yeah i know i got a, a wide range of experience and uh, got to see uh, a lot of different kind of situations. And, and it was, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if I've even ever told you this, but it was kind of that experience that kind of triggered me wanting to go more on the planning side because I'd be looking at some of these situations and be like, well, why is this set up like this? Or, or why are people doing this? And, uh, and that's what kind of got me really interested on the, a bit more of the planning side of things as well. Exactly. I think clients, um, from a tax perspective, they need help with their taxes, but you want to make sure that you're properly planning and setting things up in the most tax effective way. And I think you want a team of people to work properly together to make sure you get the best outcome. Right. And I mean, that's a perfect kind of segue into there. You work with a number of our clients and, and vice versa. And, um, and I think one of the benefits um, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I guess I've always just assumed it's a benefit to, to you as the, as their accountant. Um, but, um, coming this time of year as, as we're getting ready for, for taxes and whatnot, um, I usually know what you need, right? So, <laughs> you do, you do. Uh, for, for clients that, uh, again, have those special circumstances or, um, maybe something's just a little bit not the norm type of thing. Um, I usually have a pretty good idea of what, what you need to see or what are the reports that you need so that yeah. things can get filed, that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, and hopefully add some value to everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> it makes life easier for sure. It makes the process much more seamless when, when we kind of work together to that, that one goal. Right. And, and again, that comes down again, it always comes back to the kind of that planning, right? So when, when you don't have that relationship, even between us and, and you and your office, because mm -hmm. um, again, I work with a number of the, the partners there as well, but um, is knowing, hey, this is why kind of things are, are set up like they are, or this is why these transactions maybe happen this year um, to, again, alleviate some of that 
uncertainty or or you kind of coming back and saying, well, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. I think, um, I think yeah. you're, you've hit it right there is like from a planning perspective, when you're thinking about making a big change or, or uh, a big transaction, like what's that going to look like on the tax side and, and kind of having those discussions early and kind of planning and everyone knowing um, really eases the mind. Like that there's no surprises when it comes. There's no big tax bill or something unexpected that it's been planned out and everyone feels comfortable. So I'm going to put you on the spot, and I didn't, I didn't warn you about this. All right. Uh, um, but in, in that kind of situation where, let's say, somebody is looking at maybe making a change, um, specifically maybe around investments, and again, maybe they've got a bit of a, like, maybe they've got a whole co or they've got non-registered assets or something like that. From, from your perspective as the accountant, kind of what are, what are some of the... Um, kind of maybe uh, pitfalls or like challenges that you might see or you encounter, like you kind of mentioned tax, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But what would be some of the things you'd be like looking at or wanting to better understand as people are making those decisions that again, there might be ramifications that they're not aware of? I think a lot of it comes down to timing, sort of if you're going to have a big transaction that has a big tax consequence, if you, the sooner it's kind of brought up and known, then you have the time to make other arrangements. You know, should you be making a big RRSP contribution now to kind of offset mm-hmm. some of those gains and, and, and sort of properly planning? I mean, taxes are definite. They're going to happen today or later, right? It's one of those certain things. Um, but can you, are there things you can do to sort of minimize it or, you know, smooth it over a few years? And I think when you're handling some of those questions earlier, it gives you more tax planning opportunities than sort of showing up in April and saying, this is what I did last year. It's too late. (laughs) So that's where you really want to, you know, sort of get ahead of some of those decisions and know what it's going to be. So you, so you can, you can do things or plan things in a certain way. Um, Yeah. So that you're best prepared for it. Right. So um, again, it's a common theme of this podcast, but the planning aspect, right. And being prepared for, for these things. So even if, it is a change of hey, I'm I'm moving my portfolio, or I'm I'm making some substantial changes to my portfolio. Um, having all parties involved is obviously yeah. important, so that again, a you can kind of get everybody to be pulling in the same direction, I guess, if you want to think about it like that. Yeah. Um, but also just have different points of view and different perspectives of of whatever might be happening. Exactly, and you don't know what might not be top of mind. Um, when you're considering it, like maybe you're going to move a portfolio and have a big capital gain and you give us a ring and we say, well, that's not a problem. You've got a loss carrying forward from last year, right? Maybe something you weren't aware of and it's not a big deal to, to make a, a transaction now that you might have been hesitant to. Right. So just having that communication piece, I think, is what really gets important. Yeah. And and it's kind of funny you mentioned that because a lot of people usually don't know if they would like, especially <laughs> something like a carry right. forward capital loss or something like that, yeah. um, that again, if, if, if you're looking, or again, when you and I are talking, we can say, hey, look, we're, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Um, oh, okay, hey, they've got this capital loss if you want to trigger some gains. Or, hey, we've got this something, right, that yeah. maybe I didn't think of because um, it's been eight years now since <laughs> I've <laughs> right? yes, uh, yes. done that public accounting that, oh, right, yeah, we... Um, like, it's that collaborative effort, right, to, to exactly. make sure that... Um, whatever's happening is always in the best interest of the client as well. So when, when a client come, maybe comes into your office, um, is, there, is there certain situations where 
you like you kind of get those questions where you need to go talk to somebody else type of thing like what what types of questions are those and um and yeah what what types of examples are we thinking about i think it for what comes up quite often is um when you're sitting with someone and they're talking about their tax situation and they're they're thinking about their next couple years or into retirement, they're looking at some questions like when to take CPP, when to take EI, you know, how much should I withdraw from my RRSPs, and all those very personalized questions. Very personalized, <laughs> but I mean, a, 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 an accountant-client relationship very trusted. They feel comfortable asking, and they should feel comfortable asking. But I often find our conversation is sort of limited to the mechanics of you know, when can you take it? What is the increase, decrease? You know, what you're trying to plan overall is your objective, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't get into the nitty gritty of actually running the numbers and putting that plan together. And that's a moment where I feel, you know, at that point, you've you've really tipped into something I'd like you to go talk to your financial planner about. Like we can talk about it from a, you know, the goals perspective, but it really is the work of, you know, with their financial planner to make sure they know when is the best time to take it. Should I be taking some lump sum withdrawals from the RSP before I'm required to take, uh, to start at 71, right? All good things to think about. I just often find at those moments I'm sort of sending them, sending them away. They gotta, they gotta go to their financial planner to, to to get the best out of that planning piece. Right, which is really where like that's our bread and butter, right? Is, is that cash flow planning, the tax planning, and I know I, Brad and I have talked about that in prior episodes as well as the importance of having that um, distribution kind of plan, right? And and again, CPP old age like we get asked that all the time like yes. if, if it doesn't come up once a week like, <laughs> I mean, um yeah. but but there's so many factors that yes. go into kind of what is the timing and, and how what makes sense yeah. right and and nothing's worse than when someone sort of um moves ahead with the decision to sort of maybe take oas early and then it's clawed back and they don't get to keep it right. and it's yeah. like oh what a waste you know so it's, it's often worth the conversation with someone who knows who knows your 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 whole financial situation to lay out the proper plan and i know i know you and i have kind of worked through some of these scenarios for for some mutual clients in the past and um i'm kind of thinking of one now and again their situation was a bit more kind of complicated. They had rental properties, they had multiple RSPs and account, non-registered accounts. And so again, a lot of different sources of income like um, and sources of cash flow. Um, but there's a lot of kind of, again, things to consider, right? And, and again, they retired early. So again, CPP wasn't in in play when when we met them um old age obviously wasn't in play uh they were in their i think late 50s um but um i remember you and i having several conversations of hey what are we showing on rental income this year how are we allocating um invest like joint investment income um and then again how do we then structure withdrawals from a tax perspective, from a cash flow perspective, because again, those two things don't necessarily match up either um, to determine, again, what is that optimal mix. Exactly, exactly. And um, and I think, again, that's one of the real big values that um, that working together, obviously, and, and again, having that relationship of having worked together directly as well def- definitely helps. But, um, but yeah, just being able to kind of bounce ideas 
like I really appreciate just being able to bounce ideas off of you. Hey, can yeah. can we do this? <laughs> can we do that? Or, uh, yeah. What is this situation? What can we? What should we look at in this situation? Or, um, or hey, you know these clients, so like again, what what should I be considering? What do I need to be aware of yes. um, as we're kind of again looking out and and looking at planning for the future? Exactly. Um, so then, um, as we're as we're looking out ahead. Um, what are some of like, again, from, from your perspective as the accountant, um, what are some of those kind of transactions or, or as we call them transitions that people tend to maybe underestimate maybe the impact or, um, or overestimate maybe the impact or, um, those things that, again, people, you tend to see that. Where maybe you're trying to clean up after the mm-hmm. fact where you could have, again, maybe prepared a little bit better for the one thing I think uh, often happens, and it's, it's probably just human nature and not wanting to pay taxes, that people uh, become really focused on the tax amount they owe and not necessarily that sometimes paying tax now saves in not paying more tax later. Mm-hmm. And that there is that it's not always about you know minimizing right now. It's about planning on the, the whole lifespan and how, how you're going to finish. I mean... Um, it's a hard conversation to have with beneficiaries or of the estate or a trustees that realize that there's a very big registered portfolio right, there yep. and, and that the good portion of that's going to be taken by the government after their after the individual has passed. Um, so sometimes, you know, kind of getting over the 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 desire not to pay tax to know that it's maybe a good decision to pay some more tax yeah, now yeah. to have a better overall plan. So I think that's maybe one area where um, we can nudge, but uh, sometimes maybe they need to hear a financial planner say, no, this is what you need to do and, and really spell it out so they can see the picture and they can see the plan and, and become comfortable with, okay, I, it's a good idea to pay a bit more now. Right. You know? And I know that's a conversation we pretty regularly have with people is, um, yeah, you could pay no tax this year. Uh, but that may mean you pay fifty thousand in a subsequent year, or you could pay fifteen in each of the years, type of thing, right? Exactly. And, yes. Um, yes. And yeah, again, a big part of that cash flow and tax planning that we do is again smoothing out that lifetime tax liability, yeah. um, with the goal of again reducing it as as much as possible. Yeah. Um, okay, perfect. So um, I'm going to wrap up uh, this episode here. So again, thank you very much for coming in um, and uh, and really looking forward to our next chat where we will talk about kind of some of the um, things that people need to be aware of for the 2023 tax year now that, that people are probably filing or getting ready to file as they as they listen um so that will be coming out in a in one of our episodes very quickly and we'll kind of talk about some of those issues and things people maybe need to be aware of for 2023 but thanks again for coming in today you're welcome thanks for having me thanks for tuning in to your life and money we hope you found this episode informative and inspiring if you have any questions or feedback please don't hesitate to reach out to us at advice-verse.ca. Remember, financial planning is about more than just money. It's about living the life you want. So take some time to reflect on your goals and priorities and let us help you create a plan that aligns with your vision for the future. We'll be back with more stories, insights, and strategies to help you get the most out of your money and your life. Until then, take care and keep planning for the life you deserve.
All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.